Hello, and welcome to A Book a Week, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for joining me today. Now, if you're unfamiliar with A Book a Week, or this just happens to be the first episode that you're listening to, welcome. A Book a Week is a very simple podcast in that it reviews books that can be read in a week's time. It's intended for readers like myself who, uh, even though we love reading, sometimes uh, don't do it on a regular basis, and um, that can be a sad thing. So I wanted to identify and review a number of books that are relatively short reads that can be read in a week's time, given whatever kind of schedule you have going on. And this week, I am reviewing The Princess Diarist, a memoir by Carrie Fisher that was published in November 2016, and um, as many of you know, uh, Carrie Fisher is a famous actress and author. Um, she was in the Star Wars uh, film franchise as Princess Leia, and um, she's also been in other movies like When Harry Met Sally and Blues Brothers, and um, she's a very famous public figure, and so is her mother, Debbie Reynolds, and they both tragically um, passed away at the end of 2016. It was a very big shock, I think, um, their untimely deaths. And um, after Carrie's passing, her most recent book, The Princess Diaries, became um, quite a big bestseller and went out of stock for a while and on bookshelves. And so I already had an interest in reading the book because I've, I've read some of um, Carrie's past work like Wishful Drinking and Postcards from the Edge. I've enjoyed them a lot. I also, uh, I'll, although I've obviously, like, I've never met her, I, I find Carrie Fisher to be a very likable person based off of her writing, her acting, her interviews. Um, she just always seems so down-to-earth um, and honest, which was very refreshing to see that from a public figure that I've been excited to read this book, and I finally got my hands on a copy. So, today, for episode 12 of A Book A Week, we are uh, going to discuss a quick review of The Princess Diaries by Carrie Fisher. So, to get started, if you know nothing about The Princess Diaries, this is the description from the inside cover. When Carrie Fisher recently discovered the journal she had kept during the filming of the first Star Wars movie, she was astonished to see what they had preserved. Plaintive love poems, unbridled musings with youthful naivete, and a vulnerability that she barely recognized. Today, her fame as an author, actress, and pop culture icon is indisputable, but in 1976, Carrie Fisher was just a teenager with an all-consuming crush on her co-star. With these excerpts from her handwritten notebooks, The Princess Diarist is Fisher's intimate and revealing recollection of what happened on one of the most famous film sets of all time, and what developed behind the scenes. And today... As she reprises her most iconic role for the latest Star Wars trilogy, Fisher also ponders the joys and insanity of celebrity, as well as the absurdity of a life spawned by Hollywood royalty, whose lofty status has ultimately been surpassed by her own outer space royalty. Laugh out loud hilarious and endlessly quotable, the princess diarist brims with the candor and introspection of a diary while offering shrewd insight into the type of stardom that few will ever experience. So... The um, book is kind of, um, it's a division of Carrie's commentary and recollections of 1976, um, how she was cast for um, 
the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, how she ended up being cast for it, what was going on in her life at this the time, uh, how she kind of first got into acting, and um, her relocation to England to film the first movie. So a lot of the books, I would want to say like the first, I don't know, maybe 100 pages is um, the setup, and a lot of details are filled in by Carrie. She gives she gives the book context in the first half, um, kind of really describing um, what she remembers from that time and how things kind of came to be. So uh, the first half of the book is a great setup, um, very easy to get through, um, and lays the foundation for uh, some of the direct journal passages she includes um, shortly after the first half. And um, the journal is actually like quite a treat to read because um, like even for like a 19 year old, like they're very thoughtful poems. I'm sure that most people can relate to them in a way um, because they very much do read like a diary of a young person. I think for most people, if you've experienced love, a first crush, heartache, you'll um, relate to these passages because um, they're they're a bit more general. Only a few of the passages really refer to the affair that she had with Harrison Ford. Uh, so it doesn't really refer to him as much by name, but it, it shows kind of the the longing and like the, the torment that uh, Carrie Fisher had in terms of, you know, this affair that she was having with her married co-star thinking, what does it mean? Um, do I really like myself for being part of this? I can't stop thinking about him. I have to pretend like it's not going on while we're on the set. So during the the weekdays, nothing would happen. They would just work as usual on the set. But then on weekends, they would spend all their time together. Um, so it's fascinating, I think, to read from multiple perspectives. If you're a Star Wars fan, it confirms that there was something going on between Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, um, at least during the first Star Wars movie. But they have great chemistry on scene, on screen between their characters. Um, and if, from another perspective, it's really interesting to read because of uh, Carrie Fisher's handwritten journals. Um, the poems are remarkable. They're much better than what you would expect out of a, a teenager, and um, they're they're um, they're beautiful in their own way. A lot of her direct um, journal passages. So I I think just going through that second half is um, is really special getting to see kind of how her mind works and it's a very intimate close-up look of um, her journey making making this movie so uh, yeah I I really loved this the second part of the book that had to do with the passages um, from her diaries and it definitely it required the setup for the first half of the book um, in terms of Fisher explaining how she kind of got together with Harrison Ford, how it was kept hush-hush, because if, if she just threw you in the middle of the journals, it wouldn't make as much sense. Um, but the two work well, the two parts of the book. And then, um, you know, it, it's it's a nice memoir in that there are a few pictures that are included, like one before each chapter. So you kind of remember what everyone looks like, um, you know, between... Her, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill. Um, I think that I always enjoy the part of memoirs or autobiographies where they include pictures of the person. Um, so I think 
that's that's a nice feature, a familiar touch to the book. Um, and then uh, once all of the passages, diary entries are kind of over with, um, Carrie Fisher says, you know, like, this is how she felt about Harrison Ford 40 years ago. You know, she was 19. She thinks of him differently now. And, uh, you know, over time, they've come to appreciate each other a bit more. Um, and she's gotten an understanding of him. You know, she describes him as a, a more quiet figure. And I think that kind of tormented her a bit because she's more loquacious, um, wanted to talk. And she was afraid of looking stupid in front of him and was um, always worried about the right thing to say, which I think is a very natural type of thing, um, especially in like your first few like relationships, things like that. Um, so Carrie is extremely like relatable in this book. Um, the way that she describes, you know, one of her first like young loves, um, because she says, you know, she really had only had one boyfriend, one serious boyfriend before her affair with Harrison Ford. And she was only 19 at the time. He was, he was in his thirties. So, um, there's a bit of an age difference and she was a bit more youthful and naive. Um, but I'm really glad that, um, she ended up being able to write this book uh, before her untimely passing because, um, I think it, it's fascinating. Um, what went on behind the scenes, uh, kind of explains the background behind there. And even though they weren't meant to be, it's, it just adds an extra layer, I think, to the way they were in those, in the, the, the movies. And, um, adds kind of a layer of depth there. So I think, um, that it, it's great getting to read her, um, journal passages firsthand. And uh, one of the good things about this book, I will say, especially in terms of this podcast, a book a week, is that this book you can get through so fast. So if you only have a few hours of free time, you could not get right out of the park. Like for me, um, this is more of a, a book a day uh, type of read because I, I read through it. It took me a few hours um, on a weekend day and I was able to get right through it and it felt I mean, the book itself, it's easy to just get through chapter after chapter because you want to keep reading, but you also feel like you've accomplished something by finishing the book. So if you're really short on time, you like Carrie Fisher, have an interest in Star Wars, definitely pick this up and read it. I think um, it's worth your time. You get, like, you know, if you're traveling, you can bring it with you on an airplane or in a car or, you know, just keep a copy at your, at your desk if you um, have a few minutes on your lunch break here and there. Um, so yeah, if you need a new book for 2017, which is crazy, it does not feel like we are living in 2017. It still feels like 2016 that you'll, uh, you want to pick up a copy. It's definitely worth it. And double back and read all of the books that, um, she's written because I know there are a few that I never got around to, um, reading like Shockaholic, The Best Awful, Stranger of the Pig, um, but a lot of them are kind of thinly veiled around her own life. And I think that's where Carrie Fisher excels. Is, is really kind of analyzing her own life, um, talking about what happened, kind of talking about the absurdity. And, you know, just like the, the dry wit that she has uh, is very entertaining. And after she passed, um, I ended up rewatching the HBO documentary, Wishful Drinking. And, um, yeah, she's just she's so likable that it really is a tragedy. Um that she passed away at age 60. I, I really wish the world could have had her longer, her and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, because they were both, they're both like special people that you can't really 
you know, they're one of a kind. You, you can't really get someone like that back. Um, so they are both greatly missed. And in terms of this book, with the normal ratings that I give on every episode, I give this book like an 8 out of 10. Very enjoyable. Um, easy, easy to read. But, uh, like, very, like, specific. So it's it's nonfiction. Um, you, if, if you're going to read it... Um, you probably would need to know who Carrie Fisher is. I don't think that anybody, but then again, it would be hard not to know who she is. Um, you would have an interest in the work that she's done or like her on some kind of level, I think, in order to enjoy this book as well. Um, also, at times, the book can seem like a little bit scattered. Um, it can, there, like some of the examples that she gives like just to set the stage go on a little bit too long like there's one where she says at the beginning where she says the year was 1976 and she gives all of these examples about what was going on in 1976 that goes on a little bit too long and then she also gives examples about what all, some of the things that all the fans have said to her that can go on for a little bit too long but those are my personal opinions and of course as a book review podcast I'm gonna give them I enjoyed the book overall but there were times where some of the passages uh, probably could have been um, condensed or um, I felt like there were sometimes some run-on sentences. But I think that's kind of indicative of the way that her mind works. It's more so an exercise of kind of learning the way that she views the world, um, how she viewed the events going on around her in 1976, and what kind of perspective she has of it 40 years later because this came out in 2016. Um so it, it, it's a, a very fascinating book, and honestly, my criticisms of it are very minimal. I'm glad that I own a copy, because I'll definitely reread this in the future. It's um, given me more of an interest in reading more of Carrie Fisher's um, books and novels, and um, yeah, I think it's immensely enjoyable, and it's also refreshing to have a book that I can just knock out in a weekend, because um, sometimes that's my biggest struggle with this podcast is not necessarily reviewing books, but just picking what book to read and sticking with it, um, making time to finish that book, because sometimes you'll get into a book, it will take a really long time to read, and you're like, well, I can't stop now, but it ends up dragging along. So this is not the case with The Princess Diaries. You'll want to pick up a copy, you want to read it, you'll get through it fast, and I think you'll be grateful that you did. So those are my very quick thoughts on this novel. Uh, get yourself a copy. I will be back for episode 13 of A Book a Week, uh, hopefully this month. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you being with me. As always, uh, feel free to send any feedback to us at abookaweekpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at bookweekpodcast. We'll continue to post some updates there. Um, if you ever want to be a guest on the show, uh, give me a shout either on Twitter or Gmail. would love to hear from you, and I will see you for next week's episode. Thanks for joining me. Now let's reconnect with reading. <laughs>